0: The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. The Lord impressed upon me uh, many years ago at the very beginning of my ministry, uh, not to watch TV or watch the news. He said it would interfere with my faith and it would interfere with my ministry. So I've been obedient not to do that. So therefore, I'm not always aware of what's going on and. And uh, even though I do find out, maybe it's after past its you know past tense, and uh, so as I went down to North Carolina last weekend, last Friday and uh, Friday night, my sister was sharing with me I'd seen a little bit of it on Facebook about this uh, law, abortion law that was passed in New York. And so she kind of filled me in because she's one of my sisters that uh, some of you have met, but they sit and watch the news a lot, so they kind of keep up with things. So if I want to know something, I can just go down there, and she'll, uh, she'll fill me in. But, but anyway, she was telling me about this, and, and I didn't really know all the details, but I went up that night, and I went to bed, and I started thinking about it. And and, I, and the Lord woke me up last Saturday morning, and and he put a burden in my spirit to pray for the unborn babies in our nation. And he said, especially the ones in New York. And my whole message is not about that, but he, it really grieves the Holy Spirit. And it should grieve you too. For the Lord has put, you know, the Lord has put this in my spirit. That as soon as he brought give me a burden for this, he brought this scripture to my mind. And I know that most of you are familiar with the scripture, but are going to read it anyway in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. He says in verse 15, he says, My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. So I want you to know we're talking about, I'm talking about this place this morning. And, and all of those of you that are watching online this morning, I want to welcome you to and know that in the place that where you are, this is where your prayers are being heard. In verse 16, it says, For now, he says, I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name be, may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Hallelujah. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm angry. And I'm getting even more stirred up, not only about this situation, but other things that the devil is bringing against us. The Bible tells us in Ephesians four twenty-six to get angry. And said not, and not, and, and not to give Satan a foothold. I'm not talking this morning that you need to be angry with people. You don't need to be angry with God. There are people this morning that are angry with God because they feel like that maybe God didn't come through for them when they thought that he needed to or answer a prayer that he needed answering. So, uh, but you want to be angry with the devil. When he said, don't let the sun go down on your anger, he's not saying that it's okay for you to be all, be angry all day. But when the sun, before the sun goes down, you're not to be angry anymore. He's not talking about that at all. The revelation that the Lord gave me is that you are to stay angry. You are to stay stirred up in your spirit all the time with the devil. You're supposed to stay angry with him all the time because he's coming against us every day, all day long and at night. But he said, you, 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 in other words, he don't want you to become passive and just sit down and relax because things are beginning to go well now, so you can become passive and you can relax. He don't want you to do that. He wants you to stay stirred up. He wants you to stay angry. He said, be angry and sin not. So you can be angry and sin not because you're angry at the devil. You're not angry at God and you're not angry at people. You're angry at what he's doing. I feel that the Lord wants me to speak out about this horrific law that just passed in New York by Governor Kuno. I think it's Kumo, however you pronounce his name. Uh, It's called the Reproductive Health Act or the RHA, which essentially allows abortion for any reason up until birth. Saints, it's been 46 years, this January the 22nd, 1973, since the United States Supreme Court invented the right to end the life of the unborn with Roe v. Wade. And since that decision, brothers and sisters, more than 60 million babies, helpless babies have died. More than 60 million Americans have died because that's what they were. Because we're talking about the states. We're not even talking about other countries. We're talking about the United States. Over 60 million babies have lost their lives. The Lord brought back to my remembrance also about King Herod when he ordered all the male babies aged 2 and under killed, trying to kill him. Trying to kill Jesus, our Lord and Savior. As a matter of fact, I'll read that to you. It was in Matthew uh, chapter 2, verse 16 and 8. It says here that, in verse 16, it says, Herod was, this is coming from the New Living Translation. It says that Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. This was when he found out that somebody told King Herod that there was another king that was being born that was going to be taking his place. And so he told the wise men that, you know, to find out where he was so they could come and worship. But we know he didn't want to go and worship. He, want, he wanted to go and kill him. And the wise men knew that. But it said when Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him and that he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. And it says Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah in verse 18. He says, A cry, we, a cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. I suggest to you this morning that we should we we should refuse to be comforted by anything that anybody has to say and tolerate what's going on with our children. Hallelujah. He also brought back to my remembrance, and I think Pastor Larry was there that day because he was one of the speakers. He brought back to my remembrance about how he had impressed upon me to pray for those they wanted to get pregnant at the conference at the Empower 2018. And I believe this somehow and is all connected because that day at the conference, at the very end of the conference, when we were all praying and prophesying over people, as a matter of fact, Pastor Larry asked me, he said, the Lord's got something he wants to say to you. And I thought to myself, I don't know what that is. But the Lord began to speak to me about and wanted me to pray, and, and, and for those that, anybody that were there, and we had several hundred people there to pray for those that were wanting to get pregnant. And then a few people came up, and, then, and the Lord said, any, he said, tell them anybody that knows someone that's trying to give birth, or wants to get pregnant, or, you know, in a family member, or know someone, have them come up. And stand, in, and stand in from them. And then the Lord gave me this powerful word of prophecy over, to speak over them and to pray over them. And, and, the, and, and the Lord was telling me to tell them that they, these births needed to take place. So he wanted them to come up so I could pray over them and anoint them to, for either the person that was standing there for themselves or the ones that were standing in for somebody because these babies need to be born. These babies need to be born. And I think there's a connection here between that law, the law that was passed in New York and what God was prophesying through me last September to pray for those. These babies need to be born. Satan knows this and he's trying to stop it. But it's up to us as Christians to take a stand against it. There is a connection. God is speaking to each and every one of us. I'm only one person. But he has anointed many people to teach his word and to preach against such things. I'd like for everyone to continue to pray that the Lord will remove the blinders from their eyes, from the eyes of the people that have voted this law into effect. And, and our governor, even our governor here in Virginia, who seems to share the same thoughts as the governor in New York, it's only, it was only, it's only by a miracle that we don't have it here. I so my understanding by one vote. So if you don't think your vote matters, one vote. Mm -hmm. And we also need to pray that the Lord will inspire these mothers seeking an abortion to seek another solution. There's always another answer. It does not have to be this way. Are you hearing me? We also need to pray that Christians will stand up and fight back and stop yeah. becoming so passive. We've been given power by God to fight against Satan and his evil works. And we need to understand that our God is bigger than any political party. Yeah, that's right. yeah. we, don't have to, we don't have to tolerate it. In 1 John 3, 8, Jesus came that he might destroy the works of the uh, devil is what the Bible says. However, we are his vessels now. And we have been given power. We have been in power to destroy the works of the devil. That's what Jesus, that was his purpose. The Bible says his purpose was to destroy the works of the devil. But now we're his vessels. He's passed it along through the Holy Spirit to work with us. Saints, we must pray. We must speak out. And we must work together to bring a halt to such evil. This morning my message is on the return of our Lord and the signs of the time. Cape Henry Church has just recently held two revivals, and I believe this message is what the Lord would have me to share with you following these revivals and the ones to come. Yes. There, there will be more to come. It says here that according to Matthew 24, 36, the New Living Translation said, No one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, and even the angels in heaven or the Son himself know. He said, Only the Father knows when the Son of Man returns, he says, it's going to be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets. They were partying. They were giving, they were having weddings right up to the time that Noah entered into the boat. And it says in 39 that people didn't even realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. For In verse 44, it says that you must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Think about that. Another verse that confirms this is found in Luke 17:28 and 30. It says, And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about daily business as they're doing now, eating, sleeping, buying, selling, building, farming. Yes, he says, it will be business as usual right up to the day. When the Son of Man is revealed, Amen. nothing's going to change. As a matter of fact, they're building and doing more now than they've ever done before. Technology has exceeded everything, but the Bible prophesied that too. The Bible said that intelligence would increase. And it's increasing. Some of it's good, some of it not so good. Over the past several years, I've talked about angels and how God has sent His angels to watch over you. I recently talked about heaven heaven. Taught on heaven about how, what an awesome place in heaven is. It's a place where the streets are paved with gold and the gates are made um, from pearls. It's a place that there will be no more pain. God said there's not going to be any more pain there. There's not going to be any more tears. There's not going to be any more sorrows. Revelation 24 says that he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. There will be no more death. There will be no more mourning or crying or pain. He says, for the old order of things, he says, have passed away. Hallelujah. This morning, the title to my message is, you probably thought, well, I should have given that already, but the title to my message this morning is Jesus the Deliverer and Satan the Destroyer. That's That's who he is. Saints, I believe the Lord's given me this message to remind you that he is going to return and return soon. And the things that you're experiencing here on this earth is only a temporary thing. His word tells you in John fourteen one and three in the New King James, he said, Let not your heart be troubled, and he said, You believe in God, he said, believe also in me. And John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. He says, so do not let your hearts be troubled. And he says, and do not be afraid. As I've said before, a lot of evil things are taking place. And there are many things that could tempt you to be afraid. However, we just need to remember what the Lord tells us in Psalms 91:1. He said, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. In verse 3 in the tr- voice translation says, For he will rescue you from the snares set by your enemies, who entraps you from deadly plagues. Saints, you can never forget the one that fights our battles for us. We can never forget that God is the one that's fighting our battles for us. For as long as we are here on this earth and until Jesus returns, you and I have an enemy, and his name is Satan. Satan. His name is Lucifer. His name is Deceiver, and he is also known as the Accuser of the Brethren. In other words, meaning that he complains against those that believe in God, according to Revelations 12:10. 12:10, and, 10, 10. and he is also known as the God of this world. It says in 2 Corinthians 4:4 4, 4, that Satan, who is the God of this world, is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. He says they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And he tells us that the non believers cannot understand the word. They, cannot, they don't have a revelation of the word. Only a believer has a revelation of the word. He says Satan blinds the minds of the unbelievers by masquerading as an angel of light, according to 2 Corinthians 11. Convincing the world that good is evil yeah. and evil is good. True. In the New Living Translation, verse 13, it says, These people are false apostles. They're false deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But Paul said, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. He says, For even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no wonder that the servants who disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, we, we witness this every day, on TV, on radio, in person, that those are disguising themselves as righteousness and we know from what they're teaching and preaching that they are not. Right. They're false prophets. They're, they're, they're false apostles. Amen. As a matter of fact, he tells you to be careful who you listen to That's and true. what you listen to. You cannot believe everything you hear and everything that you see. True. You will be deceived. Satan will make sure that you are deceived or he will try. Like I said, Satan has many names, none of which are good. He's also a thief and a liar, according to John eight forty four. He is the father of lies. But the good news is, Jesus said, He saw Satan fall like heaven. That's some good news, Saints. According to Luke ten eighteen, Jesus said, Jesus told his disciples, he said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. In verse 19, he said, behold, I have given you the authority to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he says, and nothing, I capitalize nothing. He says, nothing will injure you. No harm will come near you. So we don't have to be concerned about fighting back. And according to Galatians 1.13, he says, he has rescued you from the domain of darkness and transferred you to the kingdom of his beloved son. You know, the Lord told me back in uh, in January of 2016, He said that there is coming a shifting from out of darkness into light. At first, I thought He was talking about the lost. But shortly after that, as I was praying and preparing for another message, He let me know that it was not only the lost that were blind, but also those that are born again yet are still blind, And I don't care if I step on toes or don't step on toes. But there's people, there's Christians that's wearing the the name of a Christian that are voting these people into the office that are doing what they're doing today. And so they can call themselves Christians all they want to. But there is coming a day when Jesus is coming back and they're going to be calling on him and they're going to say, Jesus, you know me. I was casting out demons in your name and I was calling upon you and God and Jesus is going to say, I don't know you. I don't know you. He doesn't know you. So you can call yourself a Christian all you want to. When they had this last election, like I said, I don't get much into politics. I barely know who the president is. But it doesn't matter. When God gives you a word, you get up and you preach and you teach the word. And I want you to know that I'm infuriated. And so is he. So is he. And the Holy Spirit is here with me. He's helping me. He's giving me utterance. And he puts the fire in me. He, he gives me the words that comes out of my mouth. And I'm telling you that you will have a just reward. And I don't care if you can call yourself a Christian or not. As a matter of fact, when I went on Facebook after the election and I saw some people, a lot, of, a lot of pastors and people I know and friends and I saw who they voted for and what they voted for. I don't think they had a clue who they were voting for. I think they, they knew who, but they didn't know what. And I don't care how many emails I get or how many phone calls I get. It's not going to affect me. You can't you can't do anything, you know. God said, "What's man? You know, you know. There's no what what can man do to you? Yes, right. Don't fear man. What can man do to you? Yes. He can't do anything to me. The only thing he can do me, he can kill me, and that'll just send me home earlier. Yes. Yes. Promotion, Promotion. Okay. Yes. you know. Right. So we got to stop it. Yes. If you're a Christian, then there should be some evidence. Yes. Yes. Some yes. evidence." You know, there. You know, some of them call themselves Christians. There's not enough evidence that they were convicted of something. That you know, that anyway. My point is this: as long as we're on this earth and until Jesus comes back to us, you and I have an enemy. But the good news is, we have authority over our enemy, according to Luke ten nineteen. In other words, saints, we don't have to stand for what's going on with these evil laws that are being passed. We have favor with God. We are God's children the ones that truly are His children. And like I said, the Bible tells us very clearly that you will know mine. You will know them by their fruit. So if they're not bearing any fruit, then you know they're not His. He also says you will know them that, that they belong to Him if they have love one for another. And how can you say that they have love one for another? When they let somebody go in there and grab an unborn baby out of a mother's womb and just squash the head so they can save the body parts so that they can sell them. And one, on one hand, they're calling them tissue. And on the other hand, they're calling them babies because they're not selling tissue, they're selling baby parts. Yeah. It's sick. Animals. They treat animals with more humane than they do with human life. They're saying, what is, you know, they're saying that life is not worth anything. But every seed is a life. And it's, it's a life from the moment that it was planted. It's a seed. And I said, if you've got a, if you've got a grain of corn, it's a grain of corn. When you plant it in the ground, it's corn. Before you plant it in the ground, it's corn. It came from corn. And those seeds are planted there by God. God created, he used a man and a woman, but he creates life and no one else can create life but God himself. So it's a created life. Yes, I know there's extenuating circumstances and there's times when, you know, a mother's health is stake, and things have to be done. But it should not be that when a mother gets ready to go into labor, that she decides while she's in labor, that she don't want to have that baby, and then that baby lays there, while they make a decision on where to kill it or let it live. And that's what they're doing. That's what the law says. Think about that. Think about that. I'm so grieved about it. I think about it this morning, all night,' been staying awake, praying about it this morning. And I said, "Lord, I just can't get up there and cry all day long. I won't ever be able to say anything. But it grieves me. To know that these things are taking place. And I'm thinking, Lord, what can I do? You know, he did, you know, I've been, I usually teach on other things, but he put this in my spirit to talk about it this morning and, and to be a mouthpiece for him. And why not be a mouthpiece for him? He's blessed me to be a mouthpiece for him. He's blessed me with stations all over the world. So, we blasted it out all over the world that I would be speaking on this. And I am so praying this morning that somebody in this church this morning and some of those that's listening online this morning will pick up, pick up you know, and just run with it and open up your mouth and do something too. Remember, only by a miracle of God that we're not experiencing the same thing here in Virginia. Amen. Only by a miracle of God. But it doesn't have to be. We, not, we may not can put the genie back in the bottle. But we can, we can keep it from going any further. Do you know? We, we, can, we can stomp it in its tracks it's before it goes any further. Jesus is coming back. Yes. Yes. And I want you to know, are you going to be the one of those to say, Lord, I, 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 you, I'm, I'm one of yours. I, I cast out demons. I preached for you. Are you going to be one? That he says, I don't know you. I pray you're not. I pray you're not. We have God's favor. God's favor helps us to win our battles. We, he don't even ask us to do it on our own. That you don't, you don't have to fight because God's going to fight them for you. Are you hearing me? David said in Psalms 44, 3, he said, They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their strong arm that gave them victory. It was the right hand, talking about God, and strong arm of God. David said, And the blinding light from your face that helped them, he said, because you love them. This was David talking to the Lord about how he had crushed the enemies of his ancestors. And David said in verse 5, he said, Only by your power can we push back our enemies. We are serving that same God today that David was serving that helped him push back, give him the power to push back his enemies. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changes not, and he never will change. He remains the same. He said, only in your name can we trample our foes. He said, I do not trust in my bow. I I do not count on my sword to save me. And neither can you trust in your own ability, saints, to save yourself or to fight this spiritual battle that's going on. I believe that Jesus is returning soon, as I said before. And he wants me to let you know that he's here for you and that you're not alone that he will protect you just like God, just like he protected the Israelites in the desert. According to Exodus 13:21, it tells us how that the Lord went ahead of the Israelites, how he guided them during the day with a pillow of cloud, and how he provided light for them at night with a pillow of fire, so that it would allow them to travel by day or to travel by night. It was through this pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that God was reassuring His people that He was present, guiding them and providing for them. Yeah. They did not see God directly. We don't always see God directly. We don't have to see God directly to know that He's there. But they saw a form of His glory. We see a form of His glory every day just by looking around us. Yeah. Looking at His creations, we see a form of His glory. That was but his they, they didn't see him, but they saw the form of his glory that was shrouded by the cloud and by the fire. Nehemiah 19 says, 919 says, Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. He says, By day the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way that they were to take. Saints, God is not changed as I just said. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah, according to Hebrews 13. He's the same God now as he was when he was leading the Israelites through. According to his word, he changes not. In Malachi 3, 6, For I am the Lord, I change not. Aren't you glad about that? That he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will always prove himself faithful from beginning to end. As a matter of fact, he tells us in Revelations 1.8, he says, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Yes. Praise his holy name. Some of you, Some of you listening are going to be happy to see him, and maybe some of you aren't going to be so happy. <laughs> but either way, we're going to see him, whether we're living or whether we've already gone home to be with him. He says that the dead in Christ will rise first and then he'll call up the ones that are still here when he comes back. So either way, as long as we're living for him, we're going to go. So we can be happy about that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know that there are things, a lot of things going on in the world today, as I said before. Things that can cause us to be fearful, things that probably keep you awake at night. But God sent me here this morning to remind you that the God we serve neither sleeps nor slumbers. And in other words, he's fully aware of what's going on. He knows the end from the beginning. And I'm only, as I said before, only a vessel that God uses to proclaim his word. And that he's, I'm one of many that he is using to reassure you that he is watching over you and that he is fully aware. He's fully aware of these false apostles. Some of them aren't even claiming to be apostles. Some of them are non-believers. They aren't, they, they aren't even claiming to be. But what's grieving me? It grieves me that they're not. And you, know, you can expect a non-believer to do something so horrendous, outrageous. Sickening. But a child of the living God that God created in His image and His likeness that gave them a new spirit, that's a miracle in itself. That's the biggest miracle God ever did. It's when you became a born-again Christian. He said, any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature altogether. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I'm so thankful this morning that I am a new creature, that I am a new creation. And if I'm a new creature and a new creation, then I must walk like one, talk like one, and act like one. And I can't be falling along behind somebody just because they say they are. You know, they're not bearing any fruit. You need to remember that our God is a God of battles. He's a man of war. He's called the Lord of hosts, that is, the Lord of the armies. And every Christian is at war. And there is a never-ending struggle against Satan and his kingdom in God's army. There are no leaves. If you're in God's army, there's no leaves, there's no discharges, there's no vacation. You You can't take a leave and you can't go on vacation if you're in God's army. There are none. In other words, you have to stay on guard every day against his attacks. Are you hearing me? Amen. It says here that he's always roaming around just looking for an opportunity to destroy you. According to first Peter five, eight, and he'd like nothing better than to take you out. True. All you got all you when you when you speak up for Christ, you are gonna suffer persecutions. He says we will. He said they hated him, they're gonna hate you. They hated him, they're gonna hate me. I I had somebody call me on the phone the other day and left a message. I I wasn't, Susan was sitting there, she works for me, was taking a message. And the person was telling me that, um, Joanne Ramsey, you're just in this for the money. You know, and I'm thinking, somebody sure don't know Joanne Ramsey. (laughs) If I had the money for what we give away, uh, you know, we we just, I couldn't tell you how much we'd have. You know, you know they're sending them out every day. As a matter of fact, they're working an extra two days this week just to send out a mass mailing of free stuff and the free stuff that we bring in. You know, it's not about that, and they, and and also because I don't use all the just use the King James Bible, <laughs> and because I got short hair. Oh my. Short hair. You know, you <laughs> know. But you get all kinds of things. I get a lot of uh, uh, things on, on, on my Facebook. And, um, but, you know, that's okay because if I wasn't getting some type of complaint, I might get concerned that I'm flowing on the same, going the same way they were. You know, yeah. So this way I know, you know, that I'm coming against somebody. I'm stepping on somebody's toes. I told Susan, I said, don't listen anymore, just delete it. You know, we don't need to hear that garbage. You know, our ears are in our garbage cans, and we don't need to take in all that garbage. And when people will come up to you and start talking to you about things like that, you need to say, hey, look, my ears are not our garbage cans. That's right. and, and, you know, just, you know, put a lid on it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Satan is always looking for a crack in your armor. He's looking for an open door. But saints, you've got to keep your armor on at all times. You've got to keep your doors locked, and you've got to keep them bolted. Are you hearing me? According to scriptures, in the day when God was leading the Israelites in the wilderness, He went before them and He was their guiding light. But now, today, God guides us through this world and through our battles by the Holy Spirit. He has sent the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, to direct us, to comfort us. He, he's our advocate, He's our teacher, He's our standby. He's whatever we need. That's what the Holy Spirit is. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 4 says, For all who are led by the Holy Spirit of God are sons of God. Pastor Larry teaches on this every week. Yeah, for sure. In some form. In some form. The Holy Spirit needs to flow through us all the time. That, that's his purpose. To help us. Today... Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and guess who's seated right next to Him? Amen. We are. Oh, we are. Yes. Amen. You are saints. That's right. You are. You're seated at His right hand, yeah. according to Ephesians two six, and it says, "God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus." Thank you, Jesus. He has seated us above all the power of darkness the principalities, and he's given us authority over every demonic spirit. And that's what it says in Luke ten nineteen. So we have authority over every demonic Amen. spirit. Yes. And we know that this law is a demonic, yeah. is yeah. demonic. And it, it just, some things is hard to me to wrap my mind around. But, you know, just like... Um, the lady lawyer that did the uh, Roe versus Wade, um, it showed her. You know, I had a picture when she was very young, and then a picture when, of course, she's 73 now. So she's sitting next to Governor um, of New York, signing in this paper that they brought. That you know, she took before the Supreme Court in January 22nd, uh, 22 in uh, 1973. And I just thought that it, I don't believe in coincidences. So I don't know the, the full purpose. I don't know the full meaning. I'm not going to stand up here and say I know the full meaning. But it, Satan had a purpose for that. Yeah. That it was signed on that anniversary yeah. Yeah. Uh, of that. It, it's kind of like the rubbing it in, yeah. pushing it down your throat, so to speak. And like you, you, can't, you can't stop it. But he's got you focusing on so many other things going on. That in a few days, they'll probably forget about this. God help us if we do. From what I know about her, and like I said, I know her name, I can't think of it. But her father was a, Pres- uh, was a Presbyterian pastor. i am take that back, a Methodist. He was a Methodist pastor. And she used to sing in the choir and play the piano. And then when she was dating, she got pregnant and so she and her fiance went to Mexico and had a, and she had an illegal abortion, and then after that, when she came back, and got out of college, she couldn't find a job in a law firm, so she joins a group. And starts this stuff with the anti-abortion, and that's when that began. When she got out of college. So you know, we don't ever know, and there's so many other things we could talk about, but the Lord didn't anoint me to talk about those, so I'm not going to talk about those. But the thing of it is, people, when they start doing things like that, they have a purpose, they have an agenda behind it. But just because things happen to her or whatever, it doesn't mean that you got to make everybody suffer for it. Right. You know, you don't have to push it off on everybody, yeah. you know. And it says here, in times of heat, and we're in a time of heat, <laughs> in times when you're fearful, he's a cloud that overshadows you. And protects you in times of darkness when you feel that you can't see any hope for your situation. He's a fire that gives you light. And when it's cold all around you and when you think that you're drowning, he gives you supernatural warmth. Hallelujah. There's times when I feel like that I'm drowning. But I'm telling you, the ones that are sitting here this morning and the ones listening online, you need to hear this. Time is short, and, and all I can do, all I'm doing is I'm just a vessel. And I'm just speaking as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance. It's not me. That's right. I know, and people that know me that listen to my program for years know I don't normally preach on things like this. And I was hesitant and prayed a lot about it. But the Lord wanted me to do it. Amen. So you do what the Lord leads you to do. So I just prayed that the Lord would give me the boldness and the courage to speak as he gives me utterance Amen. to speak. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm not ashamed of what the Lord wants me to do. Yes. You know? Yes. The Holy Spirit is your pillar of light. Yes. Yes. The, he was the pillar of light with the Israelites. But the Holy Spirit is our pillar of light. Yes, Jesus will be returning soon. But until that day, brothers and sisters, we need to fight the good fight of faith. As a matter of fact, that's the only fight that God's ever given us to fight is the good fight of faith. He never says in there about anything else because he always says he'll fight our battles for us. In closing, let me say this. We cannot focus on all the destruction that the enemy is bringing against God's elite. He is using these things to distract you from your true destiny. They're distractions. They're horrible distractions, but nevertheless, they are distractions to keep you off guard. But we must continue to arm ourselves with the armor that God has provided for us. For our battle is a spiritual battle. Saints, God does have a plan and a purpose for your life. And he has a plan for every seed in every mother's womb today. And I'm going to say that again. He has a plan for every seed that is in the mother's womb today. He says, I knew you in Psalms 139. He said, I knew you when you was in your mother's womb. I knew you. And he says, I knew you. I I formed you intricately and beautifully. I created you. And he says, I know everything you're going to say and everything you're going to do. So therefore, he knew what these people were going to say and what they were going to do before they ever did it. But he also says he prepares a way out. He always gives you a way out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Life begins with the seed. Regardless of political opinion, life begins with the seed. Satan is fully aware of this, and he wants to snuff out as many lies as he can. You know, his chances are better by snuffing them out before God has a chance to work through them. His chances are better this way than once they, they're born and God begins to work with them because he, God you know, even children are working for the Lord. Yeah. There are no age, whether you're young or old. God, you know, it doesn't matter with God. You know, He can work just as through with a two-year-old. Just, just like Christina back here, when she was giving testimony for the miraculous healing that God performed on her, she's what, five, six years old, and, and over 50,000, 60,000 people were blessed by that. Oh, yeah. So He works through our young, I think he says that the young end days, he'd pour out his spirit on all. Yeah. But you know, he, he's going to work through all of us. He does have a plan for us. We all are familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11. He said, I know the thoughts that I'm having about you. And I know the plans I have for you. And they're to do you good and not harm, but to give you hope for a good end. For a some, some translation says for an expected end. Life, like I said, begins with a seed regardless of political opinion. Hallelujah. We must continue to pray and also put to action with our prayers. You know, a lot of people would say, well, I'm going to pray. Prayer is a wonderful thing, but prayer without action is not going to work. That's right. And the Bible tells you in the book of James, he says, faith without action is no good. So we can pray, but we got to start putting some action with our prayers. He don't mean for you to go around... Um, and doing crazy things. But they are things that you can seek the Lord about. Lord, there, is there one little thing, any little part that I can play in this? Is there one word I can speak to somebody? Maybe you know somebody that might even be contemplating such a thing. Some of you online might know, you might be contemplating it yourself this morning. But think about what you're doing. Yeah. Think about it. What would have happened if your mother had a chose that decision, you wouldn't be here this morning. What if the governor's mother had a chose to abort him? Or Weddington. Or the others that signed that paper? Think about that. That Lord said to me, what would they, you know, what if they had, their mothers had made that decision? They wouldn't be here. I'm so thankful that my mother didn't do that. As Christians, we need to boldly declare to the devil and hell that we will not stand idly by and watch our innocent be murdered. As I was praying again over this abortion law, or the RHA as they refer to it, the Lord impressed upon me, again, like I said, what would have happened if the mother of Andrew Cuomo and Sarah, that's her name, Sarah Weddington, and other people who signed this law had decided to abort them. They were all blessed by God to have been given life. Now they refuse to give another child the chance to life. That's what it amounts to. They were blessed by God for life, to have a life, but now they have chosen not to give others that same opportunity. The Lord tells us that in the end days that we would call evil good and good evil. In Isaiah 520, in the English Standard Version, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In Matthew 11:12 it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Saints, we have been and still are under attack and as Christians, we need to stand against it and we need to fight back. As I said earlier, be angry and sin not and do not give satan a foothold. Yeah. We should not give satan any footholds. Get angry, get stirred up. Not with God, not with people, but with satan, with the devil. Cuz he he is your he is our adversary. He is our adversary. He is our enemy. Not people, not God, but satan is our, is our enemy. Father, I just thank you so much. We honor you this morning, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me utterance. Thank you, Father, for giving me the spirit of boldness today. Thank you, Lord, for giving me confidence. Thank you, Lord, for giving me power and authority to speak the word. You said, Lord, as you are, so are we here on this earth. So Lord, I thank you that we have the power and we have been given by you the power and authority to stand against the evil. You said in the end days, Lord, that, that they would call evil good and good evil. But you said, Lord God, that you have given us and granted us the power and the authority to come against all this evil stuff, all this stuff that's going on in the world today. Father, I pray today that all those that are wearing your name that's saying that there are children of God that there are believers in you we pray Lord God that the blinders will be taken from their eyes I I pray Lord God this morning that those blinders will be ripped off from them I know that Satan is the one that puts the blinders on the non-believers so they cannot see the truth but also know there's been blinders put on the believers too Lord and I pray this morning in the name of Jesus those blinders will be ripped off of them and Father I pray for the governor of New York I pray for the governor of Virginia I pray for all of the, I pray for all of the governors. I pray for all of those that are in a position to make uh, to pass a law or, or, or to come into such an agreement. Father, we come against it in the name of Jesus. Father in the name of Jesus we here in this church this morning and all those that are listening online this morning we come together in the name of Jesus and we we rebuke that law in the name of Jesus and we command that law we just speak against that law father we rebuke it in the name of Jesus and decree uh, declare and affirm that it shall not go any further it shall never come to fruition it fruition it shall never never be and father I just thank you that you are speaking to those young mothers those that not not even gotten pregnant yet. But those that will become pregnant, those that are pregnant now, Lord, Father, I pray that you will supernaturally reveal to them another solution. There's always another solution. There's always, you said, Lord, that when temptation comes, that you always give us a way out. So, Lord, I thank you. I pray that you will speak to them and reveal the way out for them, Lord. There is always another plan. Right now, they don't feel like there's another plan, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, Lord. And you are that light. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray today that all those that are listening and standing here today, that you will give us the strength and the courage, no matter how small a thing it is, no matter what small word, whether it's one word or a sentence or whatever, whatever deed, whatever thing that we can do, I pray, Lord God, that you will reveal it to them and continue to reveal it to me, that anything that we can do, to come against this horrendous thing that's taking place in our country. I pray for our country, Lord. You said, Lord God, if we will humble ourselves and pray and that you would forgive us and that you would bless us. So, Lord, this morning we come before you, humbling ourselves and ask you to help us by giving us the wisdom and the grace and the knowledge that we need to do what we need to do to bring this thing to a halt. And Father, I pray for the innocent. I pray for those, Lord, that's going to suffer by this. I know, Lord God, that it grieves you. It grieves us. But Lord, help us to do more than just sit and feel sorry for ourselves. Help us to do something, Lord. Help us to stop being passive. The church is asleep. The church has been asleep. And we need to wake up. God, wake us up. Wake us up. And help us not to be so passive anymore. And help us to stop trying to follow the ways of the world, but to follow you instead. Help us just to focus on you and the things of you, Lord, and to get our, and get our minds off of the world. Yes. And Father, we just love you this morning. I thank you for this word, and I thank you for all those that came to hear it. And I thank you for all those online that was hearing this morning. And I pray, I would just if just, Lord God, just one soul, if we could just save one. But we want to save more, many, 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 Lord. But I'm so thankful for those that will be saved from this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.